0: Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good day to everyone out there watching. Welcome to another conversation between Greg and MD, Mary Daphne. How are you doing today, Greg?
1: I'm doing quite well, thank you. How about you?
0: I'm doing well. I really like the topic today. Yeah. I like all of our topics, let's be honest, but this one is (laughs) uh, really interesting to me.
1: Good, good. Then I'm excited for it.
0: Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, tell me the topic. So it's about feeling like a fraud and imposter syndrome. We put out a video about imposter syndrome. And this is more of a a conversation as to what that looks like for different people. Um, And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to share that with us. Um, And your own experiences as well with imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud. The other name for it is imposterism.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one because um, it's often something we feel and it's not true, mm-hmm. but we feel that way, right? It's, yeah. it's an example of when your mind's sort of playing a trick on you yeah. um, and a telling really you you're not trick. deserving of, of whatever it is you're up to. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's really, as with, I feel like, a lot of the things that we discuss on this channel, it's about sort of that uh, developing the mental... Uh, strategies to combat it, right? Because it's it's generally, yeah. it's rarely a situation where you're actually trying to present a version of yourself that you're not, right? right. You're not trying to deceive people.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah. It's not the whole fake it till you make it because you've made it and now it's like enjoy it, right? So, you know, it, it's funny how, how that pans out when you've worked so hard to reach a certain milestone in your career, um, in your professional life, in your entrepreneurial life, whatever it is, academic career, and you reach that benchmark, or that milestone rather, and then when you get there, you're you're worried, and you're upset, and you're feeling frustrated by these feelings that you're having about being an imposter, about being fraud, when in fact you're not a fraud, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's, um, for me, I've, I've experienced it multiple times throughout my life, throughout my career, I found that it happened more often as I got older.
0: Yeah, for sure. Same. Right? I'm I'm the same way.
1: The younger you are, uh, the more sort of I feel like accommodating your your mind is of new experiences and just sort of jumping in. That's why you know when when kids are young, they're happy to get up and sing a song or. Right. There's whatever.
0: the the evaluation apprehension is not there. The fear yeah. of being evaluated. Exactly. Like you get when you feel yeah. older. When you're older.
1: Exactly, yeah. And as you get older, you feel like there are more and more eyes on you. Yeah. And that the judgment gets more and more critical. Right. Which, of course, is all in our head,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's, that's the, the thing you have to remind yourself.
0: Right. So, you know, we talked about a few different strategies in the lesson. So, hopefully, you've gotten a chance to review those. Um, but there's a couple of other ways that we can deal with it, too. Um, one of them is sort of, you know, to think about, well, Look at other accomplished people in that area, Um, and and you know look at them objectively and their work, Um, and you know maybe they're a a five times New York uh, Times bestseller, right, or whatever you are in in like a similar industry to, Um, and you know recognize that if they could do it, you could do it too, right? You're not like they are an expert. But but you can also you know uh, publish that those uh, novels and and you know write those papers and you know accomplish whatever it is that you set out to accomplish.
1: Yeah, right? I like that. Essentially, humanizing your your role models. Yeah, and I, I will say I think we're lucky to be living in this era because we see that more than ever now with the advent of things like YouTube right. and social media. You do get this personal view into yeah. p- into people's lives, and particularly celebrities um, and people you asp- aspire to to become. Yeah, you know, uh, in in terms of a career, but in terms of professionally, and as soon as you see that they uh, have their own challenges and that you know not everything's glitzy and glamorous for them. I mean, look, some people do continue to portray that even with with all these new tool- tools. Yeah, but the the role models that I like the most are the ones. That, uh, that also uh, disclose the challenges that they're confronting. For sure. Right, the obstacles that they have to overcome because um, it reminds you that they don't have it all figured out either. Yeah. None of us do. Nobody
0: does. Even yeah. the most, like, polished person, the most eloquent speaker, you know, the most, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um,
1: qualified, maybe? Qualified,
0: like, decked out in medals and medallions <laughs> and trophies yeah. and certificates and, you know, number of PhDs to their name. Everybody, I think, in order to get to where they've got gotten, you know, they've they've had to overcome that negative self-talk, that imposter syndrome, so to speak, right? Yeah. And if you yeah. if you look at like podcasts and interviews with a number of celebrities and renowned prolific writers, authors, speakers, the list goes on you'll find that they've probably touched upon having grappled with imposter syndrome at some point in their career. Absolutely. And it's so helpful when they do come out about that because it, like we were talking about earlier with the first point, it puts it in perspective. And it's like, wow, if they could do it, and if they've surmounted all of these obstacles, the ones that they put on themselves even, right? Yeah. Then why why not give it a shot myself?
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there are very few Mozart's out there, right, who yeah. at the age of four are composing Virtuoso, operas, right? Yeah, it's, it's, amazing. That, that's a very <laughs> unusual situation. Most of the people that you see who are successful had to work a really long time, and they had to start at the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, and, and do the hard, unrewarding work, or at least materially unrewarding work, of, of starting from scratch and and building up these skills and being bad at what they do at first, right? That's a very yeah. common thing. And I, it's it's a shame because oftentimes people start to feel the imposter syndrome right around the time that they start to get a get little bit good, of success, yeah. right? Because they get a new opportunity, one that they've, you know, were always dreaming for. And finally, that opportunity arrives. And and it, as it nears, they're like, oof, you know what? I think I'm biting off too much, right? More, More than, than, I than I can I, chew. Yeah, and can chew, right? I don't think I'm up to this task. Look at that. The other people doing it. They're way, way ahead of me. And um it's it, that can really uh, that can stop a lot of people from really taking things to the next level.
0: Yeah, imagine how many missed opportunities there were just because you gave into that, you know, imposter syndrome—that f- the voice inside your head saying you're a fraud or you're fraudulent or whatever. Um, the other thing that is helpful—I've um, I've looked at some research that supports this. It's the idea that you get an expert to weigh in on mm-hmm. your accomplishment thus far. So for example, if you got, you were enrolled, admitted uh, into a very prestigious um, PhD program in a very important field or whatever, I mean all fields are important, but let's say it's like cutting. Combinate
1: field or visible field.
0: Right, like cutting edge technology or whatever, and you feel like an imposter, which is not uncommon to feel as a you know doctoral student, um, PhD student. And so if one of your mentors or someone who is in that field, that's the thats the important thing. It has to be an insider, so to speak. So somebody prominent in that field were to come to you and say, you deserve to be here. You're doing a great job. Um, what is it that Yoda says? The force is with you. The, the force,
1: force is strong with this one. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. If somebody says that to Obi- you. Obi-Wan
1: says that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He says it to Anakin?
1: I, I'm actually, no, Obi-Wan... Yeah, Obi-Wan might have said it to Anakin or they all say it to each I don't know. It's I a just, common phrase. Yeah,
0: love to geek out over Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so if you get someone, you know, and, and it's not to say that you should fish for compliments, but you can really, what 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 the research is showing and recommending is that you have a frank and open discussion with, mm-hmm. let's say, your mentor or mentor mm-hmm. figure or even your dissertation advisor um, and say, look, I'm, Having these feelings where I don't feel like I belong, I don't deserve this, and they probably won't tell you no, you don't deserve this. <laughs> if they do, that's a different, separate discussion, a different conversation. But I mean, look, they can
1: give you. You're right. I I, I like this one too because on this it. is a reality check, and you're going to get one of two answers. One is this is really good, uh, and and I'm impressed, and uh, you know keep doing what you're doing. But you might also get feedback that says. Look, you're um, this is a good start, but you're not where you need to be if you want to get to where you you're going. Yeah, right? But mm-hmm. one way or another, you're gonna at least get an objective third party opinion,
0: yeah, on honest feedback on,
1: on your, you you can know that with them, there's no sort of mental games going on in their head. Yeah. And so it's actually, in this case, I think the less familiar this person is with you, right the better it, it can be right um, which is always why it, it, it can be worth paying for you know a coach or someone to yeah. weigh in yeah because they don't have any baggage they don't they're not worried about sort of offending, offending you, you or hurting your feelings yeah they're gonna tell it how it is and that kind of feedback can be really important um, because oftentimes you're doing better than you think and sometimes you have the opposite which is if you think you've got it totally under control and that yeah. it's you know flawless and right. it turns out not to be
0: oh gosh it's that's like another of type of reality check and yeah. I think that one hurts more right it's one thing to feel like an imposter and and have someone say well of course you're not like you belong here look at you look at yeah. you know you're doing a great job and then another thing to have like that uh Ehrlich Bachman moment the Ehrlich like Valley, yeah from, from Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley yeah um where it's like a just complete denial of reality <laughs> it's um, called delusional yeah delusional yeah um, and so that's an interesting one. And then the other one is, is, and we talk about it a lot on this channel, um, you know, because we, we cover topics that help us become, you know, mentally strong, the mental fortitude to help us uh, with our social connections and enriching them. And so, of course, this will fall under this category of reframing, reframing mm. the emotions and like realizing that the emotions can really carry on into... Uh, sort of seep into our physiological state. Right. Right. And this happens with public speaking and anytime we have to like perform, right? Um, and so just like reframing those thoughts and those mm-hmm. thought patterns to really sort of understand what's going on and why you might be feeling this like fake, you know, be feeling like an imposter.
1: Yeah, I always like um, I always like opportunities to introspect to, yeah. to sort of do a self evaluation, understand why you're feeling the feelings you're feeling. It's true. Um, yeah, it's a good and, one. And to sort of get to the source of it, and certainly by by getting a better understanding of what's driving your your emotions yeah. um, and the sensations that you're experiencing, uh, the more accurately you can decide if they are reasonable right. or not reasonable Yeah, because so often they're not reasonable. So yeah. often they're, you know, what you're feeling has something to, to do that is unrelated with your ability to perform or to, to, uh, your competency with something. Yeah. And instead it might be because, uh, you know, there's something else in your personal life that's, that's not going right. right. Or maybe you're, um, you know, uh, struggling with another separate problem in your, in your, uh, in your work. Right. that's sort of bleeding over into this part. Yeah. So understanding what's what's driving those um, set feelings of doubt, yeah, right? Getting to the core of that is a really um, powerful. Or could it just been you know, 10 years ago someone said, "Oh, you'll never be good at this, you'll never be an actor. You know you'll never be a writer um, and that sort of just sits in your head. Y- it can be any of these things. Yeah. And to the extent that you can sort of pinpoint the source mm-hmm. of that doubt, it rarely has to do with your ability to actually accomplish what you yeah. want to do. It has much more to do with something external that's yeah. that's creating this false sense of, of uh, being a fraud.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I think the final thing that I'll say on this um, is that, you know, you have to think about, well, how badly do you want this? Right? How badly do you mm. want that doctoral um, or the doctorate degree. How badly do you want that promotion? How right are you going to just give up and let your um, inner demons convince you to quit or to you know perform poorly um, and to give in to that idea that you're an imposter? Or are you going to fight it and you're going to say, "Look, I deserve to be here. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to right prioritize this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my A game."
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, like just yeah. How much that, does it matter to you? Yeah. yeah. Do you want it? Right. And, and, yeah, I feel like that. that's sometimes uh, you don't.
0: Right, and then and that's, that's okay. self-sabotage, right? And then that's that's okay, but then recognize that and then don't spend the next 20 years in that position, in yeah. that whatever.
1: Yeah, that's a miserable situation. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, where, where it's like you, you want to want something, but you don't actually. And then, yeah. of course, you're not going to do your best at that. Because, right. Like you said. If your heart's not in
0: it, right, it's hard yeah. to convince yeah. our mind to want to do it too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So.
0: <sighs> A lot to be said here, and I think we'll revisit this at another point. We'll find another way to bring it to light. And um, I'd love to hear what you have to say on this topic. What are some times where you felt like you, or are you currently feeling this way, uh, where you're sort of faced with these these, you know, inner demons of, of yourself telling yourself that you're an imposter? That
1: you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've all
0: been there, and if you haven't, well, you'll have some strategies now then to prepare you if that time were to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We always enjoy these conversations. Yes. And yeah, we look forward to catching you in the next one.
0: That's right. Happy morning, everybody.